Hello everyone and welcome to Casual Experts Only, now part of the Cultured Nerd Podcast Network. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Spider-Verse movies, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, kind of just getting in-depth with, you know, all the cool stuff that's in them and some of the themes that are presented in those movies. And we're also going to be talking about some news, some new sexual assault allegations and some Marvel films that have been moved around and lots of other stuff. So yeah, we'll be talking a l- quite a few things today. So stick around. Today I am joined by my friend Caleb. How's it going? No Luke today. Apparently, on top of all this fun Jonathan Majors stuff, did you hear about Tenoch Huerta, the guy who played Namor? I did hear about that. I yeah. didn't really read a whole bunch about it, but yeah. I know I just saw that he denies him. Yeah, right. well, yeah, yeah. So this is according to avclub.com. Apparently, a musician and activist named Maria Elena Rios referred to Huerta as a violator and sexual predator and accused him of assaulting her. This was a, uh, on a tweet. She tweeted this. It was in Spanish, so, you know, obviously somebody translated it, but er- er- everyone's kind of saying the same thing. And yeah, so basically she accused him of assaulting her and, yeah, saying it was very difficult to talk about it. Talk talk about this um, about someone who is loved in the world for playing a character in in a movie like you know him and uh, I think yeah a couple days ago so I think like a day the day after or something uh, Huerta's publicist shared this statement a false and completely unsubstantiated accusation about me has spread like wildfire and I cannot let it go unchallenged any longer. About a year ago, I dated Elena for several months. It was entirely consensual at all times, as countless others can attest. And throughout, it was a loving, warm, and mutually supportive relationship. After it ended, however, Elena began to misrepresent our interactions both privately and in front of groups of mutual friends. As a result, a few months ago, I engaged a legal team to commence the appropriate actions to protect my reputation and refute these irresponsible and false accusations. Oh, yeah, irresponsible and false accusations that cause great prejudice and damage. Although I am by no means perfect, I know that these allegations are simply untrue. And while I will always work to improve myself, I need to contest claims that are both false and offensive i'm de- deeply grateful to my family and the people who have su- supported me and greatly appreciate everyone who is willing to look at the facts and reflect before rushing to an untrue and unjust conclusion so that is his statement i hesitate to you know say anything be- beyond that really you know be like oh well i i believe her or i believe him you know um I, I mean, at this point, it's pretty much, you know, his statement definitely seems to give more detail than her accusation did, you know? Um, but other than that, you know, it's really hard to tell. I mean, it, you know, usually when this happens and some, you know, the guy did do something messed up, usually other people start coming out and speaking out. So I guess we'll see if any of yeah. that, if that happens. But, you know, um, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, just the fact that like what he said, 
I'll I'll be honest. His statement does sound convincing, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, it, it's just hard to tell. There's no real evidence. It's kind of just a he said, she said kind of thing. You know? Yeah, it was it was very strong worded. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I usually don't take a side in this until it's settled in court. Right. But I mean, I agree that usually people uh, scumbags like that are more <laughs> than just one time offenders. Right. So, I mean, like with, you know, it's, things are still in development with Jonathan Majors, but pretty soon after the initial incident, several other women kind of st- came forward and started cooperating with the um, district attorney's office, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what happens with this, if it's just more of a personal dispute, you know, or if it, you know, there's some truth to it. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see going forward but you know it 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 is getting kind of (laughs) tiring like every other week there's more bad news about this kind of stuff but just sad to see yeah seriously um but yeah some more i mean kind of sad news i don't know uh several marvel films have been delayed seemingly because of the writer strike going on um which I'll I'll be honest, like I'm I'm not happy things are getting delayed, but at the same time I would rather them be delayed, you know, than try than than the studios trying to work on them during the writer strike and then them just turning out like really crappy, you know. I would rather them delay the projects and have a good product at the end than you know just trying to like kind of stitch stuff together that that very rarely turns out well. I hundred percent agree. It's it's very sad to see some of these movies I'm really looking forward to, where mm-hmm. I have to wait even longer now. But sure. I'd rather have a higher quality project. Yeah, right. Like especially especially like with Blade and Thunderbolts, because those movies seem to be going through a lot of changes, and I'd rather mm-hmm. wait and then make a good movie than them go forward and make some you know some shit. <laughs> Didn't uh, Deadpool three actually get moved up a few months? Yes, because that's the only one that's currently still being worked on because they finished the script. Um, there are just okay. some weird stipulations where like Ryan Reynolds can't really improvise on set because he's a writer and he's part of the uh, WGA, the Writers Guild. So okay. technically, it kind of falls in like the gray area of like it's you know he's technically writing if he improvises and they use you know so. Um, but other than that, they're still filming and everything. So Dead Deadpool three did did get moved up from November eighth to May third. Which honestly, I'm I'm actually happy about this because Deadpool three is one of my most anticipated Marvel movies in the next oh, couple years. So it got moved up like over what like six months, I think. So yeah, something about that. Yeah, so actually, it's probably like. Yeah, about six, seven months. So yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. Uh, but all the other movies. And speaking of Marvel movies, Captain America: New World Order got retitled Brave New World, uh, um, which I mean, I, nobody really seems that happy about because New World Order is just a way cooler sounding name. Um, and it's it's based off of um some stuff in the comics too, but. Uh, yeah, so Captain America Brave New World is moving from May 3rd, 2024 to July 26th, 2024. So just a couple months, honestly. It's not a huge deal. Um, Thunderbolts is being delayed until December 20th, 2024. Blade is delayed till February 15th, 2025. 
and Fantastic Four is moved to May 2nd, 2025. Now, I think the biggest kicker for me, I think, is the two Avengers films, which are like really being, you know, delayed because they were both initially mm-hmm. they were supposed to come out in like 2025, I think. And now they're a year and two years after that. So Avengers King Dynasty is now being released on May 2nd, 2025. Oh, no, sorry, May, May 1st, 2026. So that got delayed like a whole year. And then Avengers Secret Wars is now coming out on May 7th, 2027, which kind of sucks. I don't want to have to wait, you know, another. Well, it's I mean, to, to be fair, it's still it's only like four years from now, I guess. Yeah, but it's it, 2027 sounds like a long ways away. I feel like part of that's got to be the part of the whole yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, Majors thing. thing. Yeah, because probably. If, it's not really looking too good for him right now. No. And if they do have to find another actor. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to it's going to take a lot of retooling or if or, or if they have to like shy away from using Kang as a villain, you know, as the main villain. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it could definitely take some major rewriting and retooling and like just a lot of change of plans, so yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think yeah, the Avatar films got moved around too, like I really couldn't care less about those movies to be honest, but I agree. Um <laughs> let's see so avatar three has shifted to december 20 december 19th 2025 avatar four is december 21st 2029 jesus christ and avatar five is december 19th 2031 like jesus they're they're playing this movie out till 2031 like holy hell imagine if they're all just like rehashes like very similar story he just like changes the environment like the second one's water the third one's fire the fourth one's like, i don't know well, like, that's, that's true though is that isn't the, isn't the third one going to be like a, some sort of fire tribe th- th- that's what james cameron said yeah so it's ridiculous uh yeah i know but i think i kind of think it's insane that they they're planning these movies out till 2031 like I know the first two movies did really well, but is there really enough of a story for a five movie franchise that spans till 2031? Like, holy hell. But only yeah. time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Some sad news about a passing of a comic icon. John Romita senior died uh, just, I think today or yes, yesterday. Um, he's been an artist and just, since like i don't know how long since like the 50s i think and he helped bring like spider-man wolverine a bunch of other characters to life he was just like super influential at marvel especially um but yeah he was 93 years old yeah that's always sad though when somebody passes so mm-hmm. some video games to talk about um the xbox showcase happened recently uh, I'm not I'm not going to go over everything, but I'm just going to talk about the standouts. Like for me, I think a big probably the b- biggest thing is Star Wars Outlaws, a oh, new man. open world Star Wars game, which seems really, really cool. We don't know. Ex- they, there was a uh, there was a trailer released for it, a cinematic trailer. We don't know exactly when it's coming out, except that it's coming out in 2024 next year. And it is going to be playable on playstation 5 pc and xbox so it's not an xbox exclusive but it looks really cool and i i heard rumors and talk about this huge expansive like sandbox star wars game coming out and i guess this is what people have been talking about um 
But yeah, as a Star Wars game fan, definitely looking forward to this. I hope it's good. And I ho- I hope it's better open world than <laughs> the Jedi games. Like, n- not that they're bad, <laughs> but the open world isn't all that impressive. I mean, I haven't played the second one yet. Is the open world a little better? Is the world exploration better? Uh, yeah, because you can, you can tame different animals, which help you get around a lot faster and reach places a lot easier. But because of that, the worlds are... Well, I, I've only made it to, to the first world, Kobo. And that world is a lot bigger than a lot of the other ones you come across in the first game. Gotcha. Interesting. But yeah, this seems to be a, like the open world uh, format is going to be a big aspect of the game. And you play as a character named Kay Vess. Um, I'll be honest. I was kind of hoping for like a more of a role playing like RPG, you know, where you can like kind of kind of like the old Republic, like the nice the old Republic games where you can you know choose you know customize your character and stuff. But this should still be pretty cool, I think. Oh, without a doubt. But I I do really wish you could like create your own character and yeah, like you said, yeah. choose your own path. Yeah. Uh, as for the other stuff that they announced at the Xbox showcase, which. That wasn't technically announced at Xbox Showcase. I think it was at Ubisoft Forward, but um, I'm pretty sure they mentioned it at the Xbox Showcase. But there really weren't a whole lot of... like They did talk about some exclusives for Xbox, but none of them looked that interesting. Like There's um, Forza Motorsport. They're doing another one of those. This game called Avowed. um, Let's see. What's it called? 33 Immortals. Um, to, to me, the only Xbox exclusive that looks interesting to me is Starfield, the new Bethesda game, which is coming out on oh, September man. 6th, which which looks really cool. You know, the only thing is with Bethesda, they have a lot of buggy launches. So I think a lot of people are going to be waiting to get it, you know, not not getting it opening or not getting it on, you know, the opening day, weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm probably going to wait, too, just to see if it's really buggy on launch. I mean, I usually wait to get games anyway, because they're freaking expensive nowadays. But, you know, yeah, but it it, it it looks super cool. You know, it looks like, a you know, it looks like Elder Scrolls in space, you know, which makes sense. The ship customization oh. looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, it does. It just, like, the whole thing, it, it just looks great. And I, I love uh, RPG-type, like, open world sandbox games like that so i think i'm really going to enjoy that the other thing i thought was noteworthy is there's a new expansion for cyberpunk 2077 coming out called phantom liberty and it seems like idris elba yeah idris elba and they're really adding more to the story which is kind of interesting because if you play the game all the way through there is like a definitive ending but you can go back and play side missions, but it seems like all the expansions are taking place before that ending. So that's kind of interesting, but it seems like this expansion is actually going to add a new ending, um, which could be interesting. But this 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 comes out on September 26, 2023, and it's going to be available like on, on all the platforms that Cyberpunk is, so PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all the game stuff really that i wanted to talk about there's a lot of other stuff but none of it really you know interests me that much i'm not like so into gaming that i you know have to know every bit of gaming news you know uh, i think there is an expansion for fallout 76 but you know i don't i don't i don't play that so it doesn't really matter too much 
Uh, but yeah, that's... Oh, wait, no, I was going to say that's all the news, but there is something I've been meaning to mention um, since like the last couple episodes I just kept forgetting. But apparently the um, ca- rumored cast for the Fantastic Four, this is supposedly leaked by My Time to Shine Hello, who's a scooper. Kind of like like most scoopers, very hit or miss whether you know their scoops are reliable. But according to this scooper, the cast is going to be Adam Driver as Mister Fantastic, Margot Robbie as Invisible Woman, Paul Mescal as the Human Torch, and David Diggs as the the Thing. Um, but you know, there, there, there's been no official confirmation about this or anything. So, um, but yeah, what do you, what, what do you think about that cast? I think, um, Adam Driver and Margot Robbie are going to be able to land the characteristics of Reed Mm. Richards and Sue Storm perfectly. Yeah. I don't know too much about the other two, um, Mm -hmm. actors, Mm -hmm. but I am super excited to see what they have to offer. Yeah. Like, I feel like. I don't think I would necessarily have picked any of them myself besides Margot Robbie because she's just kind of a perfect choice. But <laughs> I agree. Um, but I, I can definitely see all th- the other three actors playing the roles well. Um, like Adam Driver would be cool. And like he's a great actor and I'm sure he could pull it off. Like the only thing is he does, he usually looks kind of goofy with short hair. So I don't know if they're going to like keep his long hair. I mean, he has gotten older, so he might not look as goofy anymore. I guess we'll see. But and then Paul Mescal, I've only seen him in like dramas. Um, but he's ever since he, he was an a- after son, a Oscar nominated movie, a smaller in- in- indie movie. But he's been offered like a bunch of roles since then. Like he's going to be in the Gladiator sequel that's coming out soon. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, he's 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 landed a quite a few roles. So I mean, he he has really good acting chops. I just haven't, you know, seen him do anything outside of the more dramatic role. So I don't know, you know, how well he can pull off kind of the sarcastic and kind of ch- childish Johnny Storm attitude, you know. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. I mean, this is definitely a good cast if it's true. Like we're we're talking about it as if it's true. You know, there's been no official confirmation. Marvel's been keeping a tight lid on things, so yeah. I guess we'll we'll see there. Um, spe- speaking of casting, I also forgot to mention that there's been a lot of rumors going around about the Superman Legacy cast. Like, who's going to be cast in that as su- Superman? Um, but it, like, it seems like a lot of people are testing. It seems like the media is just picking up. Like every time somebody like tests for something or like sends in a, a audition tape, they're acting like, oh, they're a, they're a top contender, you know. So it's really, you know, it's it's really too early to say who's like even coming close to getting this role. But they are, according to James Gunn, they are actively t- screen testing people. Seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, like the name like Nicholas Holt's name has been thrown around a lot first as Superman then as Lex Luthor and then Superman again uh, and this guy what's his name like David Corin Sweat has been through but like, he's been like fan cast for, for so long like the last like five six years so that kind of makes me hesitant to think like you know is he really in the running or people just kind of like want that and so the media is running with it you know mm-hmm 
and even James Gunn himself, uh, he said it like on Twitter, but also in a recent podcast he was on. He's basically been saying like a lot of the reports aren't true. You know, a lot of the journalists just kind of talk to uh talent agencies and you know the the agencies are pretty much like well we suggested that our client go up for the role and then the media is like oh well he's he's a top contender you know stuff like that so you know it's just like i would take any sort of media reports about this casting with, with with a grain of salt at this point um yeah speaking of james gunn last thing news related uh Apparently he said that Blue Beetle is going to be the first DCU character, um, but Superman Legacy is still the first DCU movie. Um, I mean, I think that 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 just means because that, that that's the first one he's actively working on. Blue Beetle was made before he came on board. But if Blue Beetle is the first DCU character, does that mean that you know, this version of the character is going to carry on into, you know, the future DCU movies or how's that going to work? You know, um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the blue. Yeah. Movie blue Mean movie does. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which, yeah, I, I have no idea, honestly, how well it's going to perform. Cause I feel like, you know, DC is definitely behind, um, with, with general audiences, you know, what can compared to Marvel, you know, so it's hard mm-hmm. to tell if people are going to be in, in, interested enough to go see a movie about a character they don't know anything about. I mean, but the trailer looks good, and Jolo Meraduena, um, like he's got a pretty strong fan base from Cobra Kai, so I don't know. I guess we'll see, but I mean, I really love Blue Beetle. I really love that suit they made. Mm-hmm. It looks like the movie looks cool, and I think that actor, like, is perfect for the role. So I kind of hope that he goes forward um, in the new DCU. However, they decide to do that, I would definitely be on board for that. But yeah, let's talk Spider Man. So, I guess we're not gonna spend too much time on the first one, but just the fact that you know, it's become such a huge freaking movie. <laughs> like, it, like it didn't perform super well at the box office, apparently. But, like, just the past few years, you know, like, all the fans online are just like, oh, it's the best Spider-Man movie, best comic book movie, whatever, you know. So, yeah, what are your general thoughts on that m- movie? I know you like it a lot, don't you? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I, I don't think... Across the Spider Verse is as good as Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think Across the first half uh, focuses a little too much on character development and mm-hmm. sets up arcs, which is good. I just think it drags a little bit and gets a little boring. Mm-hmm. But the second half and the ending completely blew me away and yeah. gave me everything that I, I wanted in that movie, pretty much. Right. Yeah, I kind of think I like the second one better. I don't know, like the first one, like it's really hard because they are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, the second one just kind of did everything the first one did just more, you know, um, more like because the for, for the first one had great development for Miles. Great, mm-hmm. you know, Spider-Verse stuff like there's definitely stuff to nitpick with the first one. You know, I don't love it as much as some people do. Like some people act like it's the second coming of Christ or something. And like, mm-hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's it's great, but it's not. You know, I, I like I I wouldn't say it's like the best movie ever, even the best comic book movie, really. But I mean, I am a little bit different from people I, from other people. I don't really get as hyped for animated movies as I do for live action. 
I feel like it's easier for me to get into live action because it feels more real, you know, because it's real actors being filmed, whereas animation, like, I do get into it, but it doesn't feel as real, you know, because it's, it's animation. It's obviously not supposed to look super real to life. So it's just kind of a different medium, you know, and it's hard for me to compare them, you know. And I feel like one of the ways they tried to um, – uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of the word here. Deal with that mm-hmm. is by going such a different route with the animation. Yeah, which because I into think the was a good idea. Exactly. Into the Spider-Verse totally changed the game. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel like Absolutely, the new yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie takes yes. a lot of inspiration from it. I was thinking that too. Like a, a lot of animated movies now are taking inspiration in that because yes. every animated movie – for so long was just looking the same yes yeah and especially so like all happy. the 3d animation ones like pixar and dreamworks you know yep 100 percent. very circular and just uh-huh. bright yeah yeah and just kind of trying to be like kind of realistic but not really you know whereas spider-verse just doubled down in like to trying to make it look like a comic book and mm-hmm. look hand-drawn they weren't you know like it was still 3d animation but there was it still kind of looked like it was printed on a page most of the time. And they obviously just had lots of fun with it and had so many great ideas of how to make it look really unique. And they really just did a lot of stuff you can only do in animation, which was like, why not? You know, oh, yeah, that, that, that's that that's awesome. And I think, like you said, uh, other movies have taken inspiration from that. Like I just saw, I, I just recently saw the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer and I was like, oh, this looks a lot like Spider-Verse. And mm-hmm. I think Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, did that oh, as well. Yes, yes. And I like, I really like it because, like, I think at first my brain is like, why doesn't this look more, you know, true to life? But then as I get into it, I'm like, this is really cool and like it sh- should be what what most animated movies should be. I think that they should look, you know, because it's like you're you're not gonna watch an unless it's like a cinematic in a video game. You're not gonna watch this and be like, you know, like how realistic does this look? You know, exactly. like as long as the animation looks great, and you should be able to just have fun with the animation medium, you know? And it should fit the tone mm-hmm. that is the movie as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just loved in the first Spider-Verse movie how there were, like, little, like, um, they showed the text a lot of, like, what was happening. Like, Peter was typing on a keyboard, and, it said, and like, it, there was text on the screen that said clickety-clack-clack, but, like, it looked like oh, it yes. was, it looked like it was r- written in, com- you know, like a comic book text, you know, stuff like that, which is very cool. Um, or whenever Spider-Man Noir punched someone. Yeah, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, and that was cool, too, the way they, like, showed his... Y- even though it was a brief flashback when they showed his universe, you know, the mm-hmm. whole b- b- black and white and the way he was black and white, like, even in Miles's universe. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and that's going to be nit- nitpicky, you know, so nobody, you know, hate me or anything. I I only really have like a few issues with the movie, but I do have some issues. You know, it's not like a flawless movie because no movie really is. Uh, but I think I think for me the big thing I'm just not a huge fan of are some of the villains and one or two of the spider people that they picked. Like I feel like they could have picked way cooler spider verse characters than penny oh, than penny 100%. parker like the only ones I that agree. i was like really like on board with were spider-man noir and spider gwen well like, you know and obviously the original well not the original but you know peter, peter b, b. Parker. 
Yeah, you have to have Peter Parker. You know, like that. That was a very good dynamic. But like, I, I like, like, I don't know why they picked um, Spider or whatever Penny Parker. That was kind of like I hadn't heard of her before the movie, but like she is in the comics, but it's very you know brief like it's not that i dislike her character it's just i feel like they could have like i feel like scarlet spider would have been super cool to have i would in the have first much rather one. have had him had in the first one mm-hmm. and that's one of the that one of the other things that bother me about the second one is how he's kind of just like a joke yeah and i understand that he's kind of like that angsty person in the yeah comics, but it's on such more of a serious tone yes and, yeah and the only reason i i even laughed at it is because andy samberg really just cracks <laughs> me up. I, well i think he's great <laughs> Right, like for for me, I thought it was funny. I liked that you know they were kind of poking fun at like the '90s like angsty comic yeah. tone. Yeah. But like that would have been great if they had also had him do stuff. But he didn't yeah. really do anything. Like if he had a couple badass scenes, I would have been like, oh, this is per- perfect. Like it's funny, it's fun, and he's also badass. But instead, he was just a joke, you know. I think um, they were really setting him up for uh, the third one beyond the. Spider-Man. I hope so. Like I, I hope he gets his time to shine in the third one because I love Ben Riley. I love Scarlet Spider. Um, so I really hope that they get to, he gets to do more in the third one. But like he was funny. It's just I wish he had more to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like like with Spider Ham, like he's great. He's funny, but you know he's basically just for comedic re- relief. Um, I don't know. Like, I just kind of wish they they had chosen some cooler Spider Men, I guess, or Spider People for the first one, or even uh, Kane Parker. I think. Oh my gosh, the other clone. I Kane. also think he's very great. Yeah, like I f- feel like there was like too too many like comic relief characters, <laughs> yeah. and not enough like cool Spider characters. You know, but and, and that's something I might I rather uh, liked about across rather than yeah. Spider Verse because it was so much more mature. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll g- get to that in a minute. Um, but I think my only other critique with the first one is that I I, I mean, and this is more of a personal thing, but I don't really like a lot of the character like designs for the villains like i think kingpin is just kind of comically big like i feel like you could have still done kingpin and not made him look like just like a freaking caricature yeah Yeah. like it looks ridiculous like he's as huge as like a semi-truck trailer with a little head you know it's like eh, i don't know it's a little it's a little off-putting to me and um I don't care for some of the vi- like I, I I'm not a huge fan of Doctor like I know this is all like alternate universe stuff so I'm not like it's not like the comics but I'm just not a huge fan of that like I feel like they could have done more interesting things like I'm not a huge fan of Doctor Octopus and not oh. really because she's gender swapped it's just like I don't like the weird inflatable tentacles um, that's fair I, I like I think she's okay I guess but this doesn't like I I, I don't know I, I feel like they could have made her more intro like more of a doctor doctor octopus character it was basically just just like katherine hahn with tentacles you know i i I do like her i think that she's very fun and interesting yeah right but i i kind of would like someone a bit more menacing right exactly and like you know she switched pretty well between evil and like whatever but it's just i i I don't know i I didn't care for all the decisions with her and also like i I thought Scorpion's design was kind of weird and random. Like, yeah, that took me by surprise. Like he's literally, 
literally a scorpion, like with scorpion legs, and for some reason is like Mexican or something. That was weird. I I I I I don't really get some of the character design choices. Like I feel like they just changed it for the sake of changing stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that's you know, like like I said, it's pretty nitpicky stuff. Like the first one is an excellent movie. Um mm. and and I will say it is very tight. Like like you mentioned the first the second one drags a bit. For me, I think it dragged less the second time I saw it. Um, cause I knew, you know, like what parts were going to be slow and what, and what weren't, but I do think the first one's tighter, you know, it's a little under, it's about two hours, but it really u- utilizes every second very well. I think, um, I, agree. I think I, there, it, I feel like there could have been more time to maybe develop some characters like Spider-Man Noir more, you know, I feel like they, they came into the movie really late and then didn't really get much development they were just sort of there to serve the story and then leave you know which i think was their purpose but i kind of would you know being a spider-man noir fan i would have liked to see more you know well i mean we are getting the show right exactly which which is not clear if that's if that's connected or or not to you know there's been rumors going around that nicholas cage might sign on to be spider-man noir so in that case it would make sense if they're connected but i i yeah i don't know it's hard to hard to say at this point but i think what was really it really good about the first movie i think though was just seeing miles miles's like hero journey you know oh 100 and i think that they did such a good job that he just kind of instantly became a really beloved spider-man character you know not just among fans like Spider-Man fans, but among the general audiences, you know, I think they did a really good job making him a compelling and relatable character, but not making him too like goofy or too stoic or too anything really, you know, I think he's a, uh, like a perfect teenage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they did such a good job, like kind of not kind of realizing everybody knows who the frick Peter Parker is at, at this point. You know, they they had like the recaps, but those were more for fun and for the rest of the characters. You know, they did. They they didn't bother trying to like make a whole Peter Parker movie before making a Miles movie. They they, they just jumped right into Miles. I think that was a good decision. Um, I, w- I was yeah. pretty sad to hear that they only want to do the three movies. Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings because I feel like. On the one hand, like, yeah, I, I I could watch more of this stuff for forever. On the other hand, I think, you know, too much of a good thing, you know, like at, at a certain point, like where I agree, where, where, where do we, wh- when do we stop having quality and just start getting quantity? You know, I, I feel like there could maybe be four. Sure. But it, I feel like if the third just ends in well, such a perfect great way i I will i will have no complaints about not getting in another movie right and i feel like you know if they just keep building stuff up because like the second one was like huge and i'm sure the third (laughs) one's going to be insanely huge like where do you go from that like do you try and top it or do you like i feel like it would make sense to make a fourth one if they just like went the other direction and we're in we're we're like well we're not going to try and do a crazy thing we're going to be doing like a more self-contained like street level story for miles but Mm -hmm. would people like that after those huge you know spider-verse movies i don't know i guess i i guess it's too early to say because we haven't seen seen the third one yet 
but yeah, let's talk about the second one. So we already did a little bit. I I really liked in this like that it wasn't just Miles as you know. Well, after the first one, he just knows what he's doing all the time now. Like you know, he definitely is you know getting better at being Spider Man. But he's still like a 15 year old kid who's still juggling everything with life. And, you know, his parents are on his ass for stuff. And, you know, he's still trying to figure stuff out. I think I like that they did that and didn't just kind of on the on on the one hand, it, it is a bit played out having, you know, Spider-Man, whether it's Peter Parker or Miles, like always be miserable. But at the same time, it's a little unrealistic when movies just have oh in the sequel they're just perfect now after having one movie of development you know mhm but they do a very good job of capturing it yeah yeah but dude the freaking animation in in the second one though i think and that the fact that it's for like every character has their own style yes like, yes i just saw that spider punks like each pod yes. part was animated at a different frame rate it's insane dude and they had to like they actually the animators actually took videos of themselves for reference to like see how he moved you know to make it easier like it's just insane like the amount of work and effort they put to make it so like unique like every single you know, like I've seen people say like every single frame is like a mural or like, you know, a computer like lock screen background or something. And like, yeah, it's oh, it, yeah. it's so true. It's like every almost every panel, every frame looks like it's from a comic book page. You know, it's mm-hmm. they really did a good job with that. Having, you know, so many different animation styles. I, I There were definitely some I preferred over others. Like I wasn't a huge fan of spider punk at first you know be, be, because he's like animation style was so like chaotic mm. um it kind of got hard to get but i think the second time i watched it i was like really into it you know for me it was mostly just when his mask was off oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's fair um yeah i would do it in the freaking spot dude oh man the i was they, not they, expecting they... That, like him to be as like powerful and badass and crazy as he was he was so cool dude oh. like I could, he was so goofy and then yeah. when he started to give like his uh mm-hmm. i created you spiel to miles yeah and how he just like flipped that switch yeah oh man that was oh that's my jaw dropped that's such a good example of like being able to make a character like funny and kind of goofy but also just making them like like a really serious and badass character because the spot was literally like his only other like um, uh, show appearance was in the nineties. Yeah, he was just some one-off, yeah, ass character, a and then villain of the week, and made him ten, twenty yes. times better. Yeah. So when they released some like clips and stuff showing Spot, you know, like I think they released that clip online before the movie came out of Spot trying to rob that ATM machine. Um. I was like, okay, so he's just going to be kind of like an initial little villain for Miles to fight at the beginning. Um, but then they, they were like, nope, he's going to be the main freaking, like, dis- he's going to be like a freaking destroyer of the whole universe, you know, the whole multiverse. And I like, I didn't see that coming, but like, as I was watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, this makes total sense because. Like, I kind of forgot going into it, but watching the movie, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, his spots are really just like uh, portals to other dimensions you know 
so another universe. So I was like, okay, yeah, that actually makes sense to have Spot be the big multiversal villain, you know? Mm-hmm. And apparently the writers didn't want to use Spot at first. Um, I think it was Avi Arad, who has been like a producer for Marvel stuff for like forever. Apparently it was his idea to use Spot and they weren't like receptive at first, but I think eventually they came around and I'm really glad they did because he's perfect. Um, I I, I think his powers are just pretty. And like, I'm glad like, because otherwise I feel like the only real villain would be like Miguel and I don't really want him to be a villain. You know, I think I he know. works as like a foil to Miles in this movie, but I hope he kind of comes around by the second one, you know, because I think he, after he realizes Miles can actually save the day is when he'll come around. Yeah, I think you're right, um, which, yeah, let's talk about kind of the I don't know. It's kind of the overarching theme of the movie, which it it kind of took me two times to really think about it. But really, the whole like starting from like when we first see Miles to like the end, um, there's people basically just trying to like map out and control his life all the way through, and like he's trying to do what's right, but it's like every time he does anything. It's like he's stepping out of outside of the boundaries of what, you know, is supposed to happen in his life. You know, like even starting with that, um, counselor at his school, she even, you know, she like said she was, she's supposed to condense, you know, a kid's universe to that one paper and one piece of paper. And by the end of their meeting, she said like, great, now we have it. Now stick to the script, you know? (laughs) And yeah, you know, and so he he was getting that from his school, from his parents, and then on a huge grand scale, once he went to, you know, the spider whatever, I forget what they called it, but that place in New Wave York where all of the spider people are, they're basic, you know, they basically told him like, yeah, there, there's like this huge overarching script for all spider people. And like, you know, you you kind of have to follow it. And I guess the whole, his whole arc in this movie was going like, you know, no, I'm going to forge my own path. And, you know, it might seem like, and like, so, and I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. Like, is, is this going to be like, yeah, he's right for doing that? You know, because like, I feel like that's where they're going to go. I, I, I doubt the message of, you know, the main message of this is going to be like, nope, Miles should have conformed. You know, that doesn't seem like a very yeah, yeah. Hollywood thing. But at the same time, it's like, it is interesting. Like, where, where, where are they going to go with this? Are they going to continue this in the third movie and show like he was right to be, you know, basically non-conformist and choose his own path, you know? And not necessarily just listen to, you know, every everyone else just because they said so kind of thing. Or was Miguel right? You know, is is he going to create a huge anomaly or what or destroy his universe if he saves his dad? You know what? I really feel like there's no way Miles dad dies. Yeah. And I I feel like with the way um, the movie ended. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure that out, and I'd say the first thirty, thirty to forty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it's gonna be them trying to not destroy Miles. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's a thing too that I didn't notice until I saw it a second time. Was 
I'm trying to think, but I don't think we've really seen at this point. No other universe has actually been destroyed by someone breaking canon. Besides, well, Miguel's when he committed identity theft. Right, but that's different because he literally went into a world he's not supposed to be in. It's not. Yeah. It's not like he stopped his family from dying. He went and replaced a Miguel that already died. You know, so I feel like that's a little different than stopping somebody from being killed. You know, going into a universe you're not supposed to be in and taking over that version of you's life, I think, is a little different. Um, the only other uh, other time we saw canon being broken was in um, Spider-Man India's universe, but it's not clear whether that was really because of the canon event or the spot. Because when Miguel and Miles were talking about it, Miguel said, like, look what you did by breaking the canon event, yada, yada. And Miles said, like, no, that wasn't me. That was Spot. So Miles thought it was Spot that caused that huge, you know, uh, hole to to open up in the middle of, uh, what was it called? Like, Moo Botten or whatever. Yes. Whereas Miguel thought it was because he broke canon. So I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be like a twist and be like, it's okay to break canon like it, that like it's not actually like it's 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 actually going to be like you know uh, Miguel was kind of like a one off because he took over that one you know other Miguel's spot like it's not really like canon events like maybe like the canon events aren't going to be as like hard and fast as Miguel thinks they are and it turns out like it was spot that caused you know um spider-man india's world to start to be destroyed i don't know i'm kind of curious where they go with it whether they're going to like you know be like oh yeah can't canon events you know if if miles breaking a canon event is going to cause as big of a ripple as miguel thinks it is well when that giant um hole appeared in Mabatan, mm-hmm. Miguel said they can contain it if they're lucky. Yeah. And the only other canon event that we know that has been broken that ended up being fixed was what happened in No Way Home. And mm. that and that whole thing honestly makes it makes me have a lot of questions. I hope they explain yeah. like, why weren't any of the villains or Toby or Andrew uh experiencing glitching yeah. when they were in Tom's universe. Yeah. And I feel like that's just something they need to explain a little bit. Yeah. Like, we know that they're a part of it. They're no we know where they're a part of the spider-man multiverse right which i think is just another thing where they're they're, they are trying to connect everything but there are some things that were obviously just not meant to be connected because the same people didn't work on it you know like they they had some of the same producers but obviously very different people wrote and directed the spider-verse movies versus you know the um tom holland spider-man movies so Mm -hmm. I feel like they weren't necessarily supposed to be connected, but now the Spider-Verse movies are kind of retroactively trying to kind of connect them. So, yeah, I, I have no idea whether they're going to actually try and try and actually explain that or not. You know, knowing m- knowing movies and everything, they're probably just going to not explain that, you know. But I yeah, like you said, I kind of hope they do. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, like, it seems like the live-action Spider-Verse stuff is just all over the place because No no Way Home, that like, the rules that were in that don't don't seem to apply. Like, the same ones that were in Spider-Verse don't, don't apply to that movie. And then, then there was that really stupid end credit scene in Morbius where freaking yeah. where uh, Michael Keaton's vulture just randomly gets transported to Morbius. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, it's like the most half-assed attempt to connect to the two movies. It's like what? 
Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see going forward, but yeah, man, it's a lot to freaking process. And like the way they ended it with Prowler and, um, miles. And it seems like miles is going to use his bioelectricity to get out of that jam. And like, so yeah, do you think there's going to be like that version of miles is going to be like a huge villain in the, in the next movie? A little bit. I feel like they're going to can, convert him into a hero mm, I yeah feel like something's gonna happen yeah I, I feel like it's because of how much foreshadowing mm-hmm. there just is in these in these movies yeah um going back to the first one when miles ties up peter b parker mm-hmm. and he says keep an eye on the hands not the mouth and he slips out of the chains mm, yeah i yeah. feel like that's exactly that gonna, what miles is gonna do that'll be an awesome full circle moment yeah yeah i kind of i kind of agree i think they're probably like at least for me, I think the best way to do it would would, would be for them to kind of team up. Um, mm. Like, especially considering Spot's still a major threat. Exactly. I think he might be able to convince him to, like, help him. You know, so it, it would be like the two Mileses and then Gwen and all of, you know, the spider people that she's enlisted. Mm. That would be pretty cool. But I feel like... I mean, like, how are they going to go bigger than the last movie? I feel like that there's got to be, like, just an insane, like, endgame style battle scene with, like, every single Spider-Man. Like, all the Spider-Men that were in this movie, plus more, just all in, like, one huge battle frame, you know? Like, one frame, with you know, of the battle. where They're, they're just all on the screen at the same time, you know? I, I, I feel like that's the only way to try and top. Well... And what they've um, done. when Miles was kind of having that vision of like what was going to happen, there is that mm-hmm. one shot of all those dead Spider-Men around the spot. So I feel like that's a, another glimpse into the future. Oh, I, I and, didn't even I don't think I, I ever noticed that the dead oh, Spider-Man. It, it, it showed. Yeah. And oh, one of my, one of my going back that. to like uh, Prowler Miles. Yeah. One of my biggest like theories is that like once because Miles knows that that Miles has that hero and that good inside of him mm-hmm. after that he sees what uh, good can come to having a Spider-Man in New York. That's what's going to help him mm. uh, convert because that New York that they showed was, you know, there was fires all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Yeah. No other Spider-Man's New York looks like that. And I feel no. like after he sees how nice everything is, that's really what's going to help him change. Well, and what's interesting too is they never said if that Miles was a villain or not. Did they? That is, well, they 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 didn't, but I feel like it's only safe to assume. I mean, I guess, but what if he's like a vigilante, like trying to do what he can, but, you know, he's obviously a more jaded version of, you know, what this Miles is. But what since, since there's no Spider-Man, what if he's, you know, trying to, like, be some sense of, you know, heroism, I guess, in this lawless universe that's fair they, they just really gave him such a menacing vibe yeah uh, i mean for the reveal and true i mean he could just be like a really you know he could just be more of like a batman character or it could mm-hmm. just be talking out of my ass uh, i don't know but like do you do you think peter parker exists in that universe man and that, it, and and, and and if he does he's got to be like he, he's got he doesn't have his powers obviously so what's that you know what if he ends up meeting Miles too. That's a fair point. Maybe in that universe, Miles is the teacher. 
<laughs> that would be interesting. That would actually be kind <laughs> I mean... of that, that would be kind of cool though if they somehow like re- rectify that u- universe and give that universe a Spider-Man, whether it's Peter or Miles or some other person in that u- universe. You know, that that That's would be kind of interesting. Miles Spider is dead. He can't be Spider-Man. Right, exactly. So they they would have to somehow try and recreate what happened or something. You know, if there's like an, it, it, an alchemex there or something. Exactly, because the way Miles' fate changed when. Uh, his spider sense yeah. is going off in the first one when it was yeah. green and purple, the blue and red. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something like that. Fate can change. Miles already proved that because he's an anomaly. Well, yeah, um, and 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 that's a thing too because Miguel said he's an he's like the first anomaly or whatever. But his universe yeah. hasn't broken apart. Like just like anomalies don't seem you know, I don't know. Like they seem to capture anomalies because they cause damage to their universe. But Miles has been in his universe for like a year now and he hasn't caused any anomalies has or any you know damage to his universe has he no i don't believe so so yeah i feel like there's more to this than miguel seems to think there is and i really hope they flesh that out in the third one that that'd be very interesting and and i kind of feel like a decent part of the third one is going to take place on that on earth 42 that you know messed up one that miles ends up being in 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 the end which i think would be very cool mm-hmm. if they just explore di- different stuff and yeah so pretty cool i i kind of forgot to mention gwen earlier but she got a lot more screen time in the second one and i was all for it. i thought it was very interesting um you know they they definitely retcon some stuff seemingly from the first one like her dad looked completely different from the first movie like they, yeah. they and so did peter they they made peter look like the other peters in that movie whereas in this one he looked a lot skinnier and scrawnier and he, and he was voiced by jack quaid which was kind of funny um but yeah i thought her universe looked really cool with all the art and stuff but they really drew direct parallels to her and miles like having you know as being very similar like they were both people trying to do the right thing, but kind of trying to do it their own, you know, their own way. But everyone in their life was trying to like control them, you know, um, yeah. like freaking Jess. Oh my God. That's like one of the things I didn't care much for. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of weird that she was pregnant. In my opinion. I just can't stand when they cast black people. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. No, it's yeah. No, it's like, like I, I couldn't care less about that so much. But yeah, that pregnancy thing was very random. Like, I'm guessing they did it just to be like, you know, pregnant women can be badass too. But it, it, it like, it, it didn't really tie into the story at all. There was really no, yeah. like, there just kind of wasn't much reason no for it. it. Like, yeah, like they mentioned it, it once. Plus, it's supposed to be like months later between that first scene she's introduced and you know when the rest of the movie takes place and she still hasn't like grown much at all or like given birth so it's like what's going on with that baby is it just like yeah. a stasis in her or something <laughs> but yeah i didn't care much for her character i kind of wish they'd done i i don't know like i would have preferred a more a- like comic accurate jessica drew i guess mm-hmm. like i feel like they could have done that like regardless of if she was b- black or not i'm not talking about that but just like the random pregnancy like was just kind of i i i wasn't a huge fan and also she she just kind of annoyed me like she seemed cool in at at at, at first in like her first scene but when she was just constantly like 
writing Gwen and like nagging her. I wanted to like throttle her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was I like, oh my god, shut up, woman. Let let Gwen do her thing, you know. And she kind of just seemed to be like exactly like Miguel, um, but kind of more like she was very sanctimonious too, which annoyed me. Um, I kind of hope she's a little more understanding in the second mo- in in the in the third movie or at least just less annoying i guess <laughs> right i mean that's one of the reasons why she seems to be miguel's like number two yeah it's because she's kind of like him yeah but she has a bit more of a heart yeah she does have a bit more of a heart it's true which yeah which yeah i really liked miguel's action scenes like he was badass as hell but oh man he's kind of a dick he's a raging di- you know which is very different from the comics but I, like i don't care because it's an alternate universe version like all i really wanted to see is that he's you know he was really cool which he was mm-hmm. um i hope he kind of comes around in the next movie and he you know he's more of a, a heroic figure but yeah they have a very like authoritarian group going on um mm-hmm. there and he's like you know the main cause of it so yeah i kind of went into the movie like really like he was one of my most excited the things i was most excited to see in that movie and i end up ended up leaving like man i kind of hate his guts no <laughs> like leave yeah. leave miles alone bro damn yeah it's but I, I saw a theory <laughs> that he is a part of um the inheritors Oh. The people that want to be like take over metal. Oh metal. shit, that would be interesting because because that, that, that was one question I had is like why is my uh uh Miguel like the guy and not Madam Web? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because the the inheritors were were like the main antagonists in the actual comic Spider Verse, mm-hmm. um, big you know, event series. So I was kind of wondering, you know, like at this point, it seems like it wouldn't make sense to introduce them in the third movie, Um, which now I I think about, I feel like that could actually be a good fourth movie is having the inheritors um, be the main villains trying to hunt down and suck like the life out of um, spider people and sever them from like the web of life or whatever. Yeah um but yeah i'm trying to remember i feel okay yeah like uh, very briefly i thought spider-man india was actually a lot cooler than i was expecting he was he was funny and i and i ended up enjoying him a lot more than i expected going into it because i had like no expectations for him and honestly i like spider-punk more than i expected going into it i don't like i i thought spider-man and the spider-punk in the comics was kind of stupid um didn't much care for that character in the movie i the first few scenes i did not like him at all i think what won me over was that he was helping miles and he was like one of the only spider people that were like you know real well yeah and like fuck this weird like illuminati spider verse thing you know (laughs) (laughs) you know and like he you know he he ended up leaving his watch behind for gwen and stuff so i was like okay he's 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 actually pretty cool i feel like he had to grow on me too yeah yeah and like he in the and they made him british for some reason like in the comics i don't think he he's not british but I mean, like it kind of makes sense because of British and punk, though there was like American punk, you know. I get it, but it was yeah, definitely it was very hard to understand him for most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and I think going back to Spider-Man India, mm. I, I once again he was cool. I would have rather had like someone else, you know, mm-hmm. 
but his design in the movie is way oh better my God. than his comic design. Like, I don't hate the comic design. Like, it's not like it's the worst thing ever, but it's 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 not very inspired. It's just like Spider-Man it's on boring. It's Spider-Man on top with like generic Indian puffy pants below. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, it really. Made him unique his suit's very like it's it's freaking pretty. You know, like it's it's yeah, it is very bright. Yeah, and it's just got like a lot of really interesting designs to it. And yeah, I look forward to seeing because like I feel like they've they 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 have a pretty damn cool team by the end of this. I think the only mm-hmm. person I would add would be like either Ben Riley or Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, well, that's the thing too, man. I wish Insomniac Spider-Man had been in it more. Like, I wish he had like oh. more of a role. <laughs> uh, that would have been so cool. He he would just an anomaly, and then he was like, "Oh, you're talking about me?" And I was like, "Damn, I I I want more," you know. Mm. And like, Spectacular Spider-Man was in it, you know, from the Spectacular Spider-Man series, and he had, he actually got some lines, which was kind of cool. I, um, I I didn't watch that show when I was a kid. Oh god, you but do. I know it's... everyone loves it. I mean, it's definitely good. I somewhat grew grew up with it. For me, the Spider Man show I grew I grew up with was the nineties one. And yeah. then when I was like thirteen ish. Well, no, it came out when I was about ten, the Spectacular Spider Man show, and I did watch that. But at that point it was probably like, you know, the third, fourth version of Spider Man that I was familiar yeah. with, which whereas a lot of people that was like their main introduction to Spider Man, so of course it's gonna be their favorite. Um I did end up rewatching it before the, th- this movie, and it, it like it it is a very good show, and it it's 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 one of those shows that's like so annoying. It ends too early, you know, yeah. like it ends without a definitive ending, and it just got canceled. Freaking sucks. I really liked um, Ultimate Spider Man. I mm. think Drake Bell does such an amazing job voicing him, and yeah. I love how that Spider Man actually comes in contact and interacts mm. with a lot of different characters like Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, Taskmaster, I believe is an episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that series too. It came out in like 2016. I was, mm. I was older than 2014, but, but yeah, I still watched it and like, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. It, like mm. it's, it's not like the best. And I think I, I went back and did watch some clips and I, I don't think Drake Bell did as good as I remembered him doing. Like he's, he definitely has more of like a less um, effortless voice. Like it sounds like he's trying to sound younger. I feel like compared to other versions, but like it's still fine. Like it doesn't deserve as much hate as it gets. And I do like I that agree. he's got you know like he has like a, a, a like a team of heroes. He's kind of like you know on board with like um, b- basically the defenders. You know he got freaking yeah, Power Man much. and. Yeah. Iron Fist and stuff, but and it it was so weird because it's like they tried to connect it to the MCU, but not really because yeah. Clark Gregg is in it as Agent Coulson, and he's like their school mm-hmm. principal. But then yeah. e- everything else is different from the MCU. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? And th- I believe that yeah that that series was the first was the one where um, Donald Glover voiced Miles when yep, Peter exactly. went to another. Which speaking of Donald Glover. Yeah, speaking of Donald Glover, freaking crazy! I, like that—that that was the cameo I was not expecting when I saw that. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> what? Yeah, that was once again a, a jaw-dropping yes. uh, thing, and oh. I just—I can't wait for Spider-Man Four. Yeah, and they, that's what that got me excited oh, for. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, he better show up as Prowler in Spider-Man Four, even just as like you know one of the villains he fights. But like, like they teased it in the first one. It needs to happen, you know. 
Mm, or, or maybe even if in the sixth one, if like yeah, if they want you know if they plan on really doing the Kyle's trilogy mm-hmm. at the end of that one is when he finally meets Miles and part of it's like him training him and then we get a Miles right. Trilogy. Well, from what I yeah, I did forget to mention this in the news section, um, but uh, Amy Pascal, the producer and president or whatever of um Sony, she mm-hmm. uh said that there is a live action Miles spider-man movie in the works so if if donald glover doesn't show up as prowler in spider-man 4 he definitely has to in that live action miles morales movie oh yeah because i mean i feel like judging by the cameo he wants to do it yeah you'd think i mean it was just a cameo but i feel like who wouldn't want to play a badass villain you know Exactly, and that's the second time he's done it. So right, exactly the first he's time. All for it. Yeah, and like I gotta say, like that's a pretty cool suit for like them making it in, like a week. Oh yeah, like you know, of course it looks a bit like cosplay, like in the light of day, and like you know, yeah. But like it looked pr- great in the movie, so that's what matters. I think the MCU probably would have just made it all like armor and kind of just yeah. kind of like Iron Man. And I, yeah, I really like the more tactical military route they took. Yeah, that yeah, that 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 was very cool. I just I just want to see him with a mask now. With like the prowler mask, that'd be pretty dope, but yeah, that 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 was a very cool cameo. Lots of cool cameos. I don't know. I feel like we've covered pretty much everything <laughs> in in this movie. Yeah. Um without just talking about minute details to death, you know. But yeah, great. So um, yeah, in conclusion, you're wrong and like the first one more, and I'm right and like <laughs> no, no, like I like it's one of those things where I feel like it's just like you know they're so close to each other. I feel like you're right either way, you know. Yeah, like whichever one you like more, it's for. like they're both like freaking great. So mm. um, and like you know, once the whole like hype factor where it wears off on me i might you know like the first one more um but i i i I do just remember i wasn't like insanely impressed when the first one came out because everyone was acting like everyone hyped it up too much so when i saw i'm like yeah that's good but if i had cancer i wouldn't be cured right now you know like the way people were acting (laughs) like it well you know so i think um Maybe over time, when I have more time to think about it, I might go back. You know, just agree that the first one's better. I, 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 I don't know. It's 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 like saying like, hmm, do you like chocolate ice cream or a chocolate? You know, like yeah, a exactly. chocolate bar more. It's like depends on my mood. You know, like they're they're both awesome. They're both chocolate. They're both delicious. You know. But I mean, I will say this about the second one. Mm. It's got like one of the dopest one liners ever when Miles says, nah, I'm going to do my own. thing." Yeah, I know. Let's, that let's... was so cool. That was so cool. Oh, and it works so well in contest because I know some people were thinking, oh, that, that's kind of cringe when it was in the, in, in the trailer. But like within the con, like it really earns that line. You know, when he says it, you're like, yes, Miles, fuck them. You know, like yeah, do your own thing. Go. I will fight yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah. That was our episode. Thanks thanks so much for being on my podcast, bro. Oh, anytime. I I always enjoy talking Spider-Man stuff with you. Like I know our, oh, our so. I know our other friends like Spider-Man, but I feel like we've got we've got a special, you know, special bond when when it comes to Spider-Man, I agree. you know. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right, man. 
This has been Casual Experts Only. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to us on. And leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. If you would like to check out our social media and our YouTube channel, use the link in the description. This podcast comes out every other Monday, so be sure to check out all our other episodes. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.